how many times you've been here, how many times you've done this event and how you're feeling and be honest. If you're feeling scared, say, I'm feeling kind of nervous. Hey, Therese, I see you. <laughs> I met you a couple of years ago in my Vancouver event and here you are, you're in Winnipeg. I remember you. What's up? Welcome, welcome. <clears throat> Susie, hey, you're you're there. Awesome. Um, I hope that you're not going to be driving for this entire event. Be okay, great. So because for breathwork, you know, part of this work that's so challenging is um, is that the whole point of the work is to is to really deepen our relationship within ourselves and be 100% present within ourselves, right? And so when you decide to do that, the very thing that stops you will show up. So if you're having a difficult time creating space for yourself or you, you, you know, you're multitasking when, when you're here to actually connect with yourself, you'll notice that that will show up in your relationships. In fact, what I want you to, I wanted you to get here is that instead of looking at this as an event to fix your problem, this event here that the reason why you're here is to gain information. You're getting feedback from yourself. Your nervous system today will give you feedback based on how you're like, what's happening with your life. You are here to become conscious of what was unconsciously stopping you. Okay. This is a really, uh, revolutionary new concept in this world. I'm so grateful to have you in this room because the fact that you're here tells me that you want to take responsibility for what happens inside your nervous system because there's probably an outside world outside of your nervous system that might be in a little disarray in case you haven't noticed. If you look around you, even if everything is going great in your relationships, in your career, there's still an outside world that has a lot of chaos, doesn't it? Which causes us to leave our bodies because the fear and the feelings that are coming up are so painful that we escape into our minds, into our distractions, into multitasking, into relevance, into achieving, into do, 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 into overwhelm, into overloading our schedules, thinking that we're trying to survive and make it. But the truth is, if I can look at myself in that little rat race, I was actually every single time, and I still do it, I'm trying to avoid feeling what's happening inside of me because feeling what's happening inside of me is very painful at times, especially if I've had past hurts, especially if I went through a divorce recently, if I went through a separation, if I am going through a career change, if one of my family members are sick, if I'm feeling rejection from a family member because of my choices in vaccination or not, whatever that is, based on, in other words, based on the attachment traumas that are happening around me, my inner world is triggered or it's safe. Why? Because every, look at, look at what I'm doing with my hands. It's a, it's a kind of a metaphor for your life 
attachment loss, attachment loss. Look back on your life, attachment loss, attachment loss. How many attachments have you lost because of whatever reason, through no fault of your own, through fault of your own, whatever, how many attachment and losses? Well, the first one I guarantee you, you didn't think of was the attachment and loss when you were born. That was the first primary major trauma that you experienced. Actually, no, that, that's not necessarily true. You could have experienced a trauma in utero, depending on what was going on with mom when you were being baked in the oven. <laughs> Actually, think about that. Can you go back in time? I want you to do this for a moment. When you were being baked in the oven, Hey, Trevor. Oh my gosh. My good buddy Trevor is here. Wow. This is amazing. Love you, brother. When you were being baked in the oven, go ahead and write in the chat box. What was happening in your mom's world? Did she feel a secure attachment with her father? No judgment, just curious observation. Go ahead and write, write it in the, in the chat box. Just look at yourself. And some of you don't know the answer to that because maybe there was an adoption that was made. Well, if there was an adoption, guess what? Massive, massive attachment trauma. And you won't remember it cognitively. However, your body always keeps the score your body remembers. You might not remember, like, let me give you an example. If you were born and given up for adoption because of whatever reason, out of the love of a mother who could not cope with what was going on in her life, doing the best that she could for what for your best interest and giving you up for adoption and then being welcomed by a family that is just loving of you, which is amazing for your life, there will still be an unconscious part of you, not because you're bad, not because you're defective, because you're human. There will be an unconscious part of you that you don't remember that carries that wound of that primary kind of attachment. Biologically, it's there. Energetically, it's there. Okay. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Now, you might not be aware of that, but then when you start dating, guess what's going to happen? Maybe they leave you. Maybe they cheat on you. Maybe, um, you know, uh, they decide one day that they're going to move. Oh, this will be, be no big surprise. You're 16 years old. You fall in love with somebody. And all of a sudden, guess what happens? They move and you're like, oh, bye. It was a sweet goodbye. But then it spins you out for like six months to a year and you develop PTSD over the breakup. How many of you guys have kind of can recognize what I'm saying or you know somebody or you get kind of how this works, right? This is what'll happen is like, we'll get people reaching out and going, I just went through a breakup. I don't get it. I don't understand because things parted in good ways or they did parted in bad ways and I should be fine, but it's been five years. And I haven't been able to get over it. I haven't been able to get into a new relationship. I'm, I'm, I'm anxious all the time. I can't sleep. I can't stop thinking about them. And I've done five years of therapy. I've tried talking it through. And I tell them, you know, this is a true story. And I told them, my dear, you can't talk your way out of something you don't actually remember. But that memory is in your body. 
So in order for us, and she, so, so, so what do I do? What do I do in order to heal that? Because I don't remember. Well, there is a little bit depth, more depth that we need to go. And we need to address the attachment trauma. And this is a little story to kind of depict to you why we're here today. We're here today because of the experience of trauma, the impact of trauma that we don't even remember. And that wasn't our fault. And once you really get this work, you'll realize it wasn't even your parents' fault either because they were at the impact of their traumas. If you don't believe me, many of you are parents here. Put your hands up right now if you're a parent and you look back after you've done a little bit of this work and you're like, yeah, I can totally see some of my behavior, even though I feel ashamed about it, or a father, even though I feel ashamed about it, I can see that the way I reacted, the way that the story that I was making up about the situation was everything to do with like my past hurts. Does this make sense? Yes or yes. Beautiful. So if you're here for the first time, welcome, because you're actually part of my community now, which this is part of our training. Becoming a cycle breaker means not wanting to take the blame for what happened, uh, but wanting to take responsibility to heal what wasn't ours to begin with, but it's so meaningful when we take that responsibility. And many of you are coming here. I've heard some of your stories. Many of you filled out the forms, which I really appreciate because then it connects me to you. And then I, I can kind of tune in and go, wow, I, 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 I kind of backtrack your life after I, I read your stories. And then I go, oh, I'm going to tie this training in to make it relevant for you because it all is kind of flowing. It's not, I do have slides that I'll share, but I, I go off topic and it goes, it's really about you. And so what I get to do is I get to imagine the little boy or little girl that if you gave me the background info about you, I can now tune into the little, the pain of the little boy and the little girl that came here today, right? And then I feel a more deep connection because I've been parenting my little boy <laughs> for the last few years. And I still, like, it's a lifelong process. And as I parent my little boy, amazing, amazing, like, unbelievable things started happening in my life. I started to be able to expand that space between stimulus and response. I started having love and empathy for the parents that I really resented, who still, to this day, annoy the ever-loving fuck out of me. <laughs> Every time they see me, they go back into their old ways. And it takes an incredible amount of inner resource, especially during pandemic times when we have different political views on health and everything, to still maintain that, okay, repairing from all of the ruptures is what I'm all about. Attachment, loss. Attachment, loss, attachment, rupture, attachment, rupture. This is a skill that nobody taught me growing up. Ask yourself this question. When I had ruptures or arguments or conflicts, was I modeled reattachment? What happened when conflict happened growing up in my home? What is trauma? Well, it's any injury that doesn't have resolution. If you and I get into an argument, 
okay? If you and I get into an argument and we don't come to a uh, repair, then I, the next time that I hang out with you, how are we going to feel with each other? What's the energy going to be like between us? Have you ever had that experience with somebody? <laughs> or is it just me? <laughs> Leslie, Leslie points the finger. She goes, yeah, with you, Nima. Many of you have had that with me. But guess what? We're human beings and all human beings are fucking assholes. <laughs> human beings suck. This is the facts. If you don't believe me, just look around right now. This is Assholes Anonymous. Welcome to Assholes Anonymous. And I am your ringleader. Head honcho asshole at your service. However, we need these assholes. We need people. We need people. So there's a conundrum here where we have parts of us that are in conflict. And the way that I've managed to turn my life around and get my act together was really taking responsibility for the inner war, the inner conflicts within me and breaking that cycle of intergenerational trauma. So the people that are here are, this is a training, a regular monthly training for, for everyone in my community. And what I've done is open it up to the public so people can kind of get a taste, dip their toes in, and then afterwards realize that this is not like a, like a one and done, like, oh, I had a great, you know, workout. No, no, no. I'm ready to train with you to regulate my nervous system to take responsibility, not blame, to expand that space between stimulus and response so that I'm not so reactive because of my, my every single thing that I see in my front is informed by my past that's unresolved. It's actually I'm present. And instead of reacting from an unresolved past towards you, I can pause and then choose a different response based on a new person that I'm becoming. That's how I did it. That's how I did it. And not only did it, I don't, I'm sorry, I don't mean to use the past tense. That's how I'm doing it every fucking day. <laughs> and when I do, it, my life hasn't gotten easier. But what's happened is I'm becoming, if I can borrow my dear friend Kim, uh, Kim Gilmore uh, Beard's uh, quote, I'm going to quote Kim now. That was amazing. My life didn't get easier, but I became easier with life. Yes. Isn't that, isn't that cool? Isn't that like cool? I want you to write that one down. That's a Kim quote. And I just, I just have some tears because of the journey she's been through. She's been on to heal her anxiety and to be a support to everybody around her in a very, you know, challenging time. There was a period where she wouldn't be able, she would crumble around pressure like this. You know, and big love to her daughter who's here as well. Big love to you, Jess. So life didn't get easier. I got easier with life. That is why we're here. And you're not going to figure that out overnight. So stop pretending that one breath work and badassery event and all your problems are solved. No, they won't be. By the end of this call, you're going to have an opportunity to apply to come and be badasses with us, to be cycle breakers with us, because we can't do it alone and nobody can do it for us. And I'm not here to suggest that you're that you're that I'm the right fit for you. Maybe you're just testing the waters right now. That's fine. I'm okay with us not being a fit. I just want you to get that you can't do it alone. Find a place, a community, a guide that's willing to help teach you. Because I'm definitely, oh, 
I've, what I've learned over the years is I'm not, I'm not everyone's cup of tea. And if you're still with me after being, you know, uh, following me for a while and you're still here, you've seen many people see how I'm definitely not people's cup of tea. But when the voice and the vision on the inside becomes louder and more profound than opinions on the outside, we've begun to master our lives. So how weird, how, how crazy of a thought that you're here to, I was like, fuck, I, I thought I was just here to just learn to do some breathing. No, no, no. You're here to actually take the steering wheel back and choose a reality rather than having it chosen for you by these unconscious complexes from past traumas in your life, in your parents' life, in your parents' 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 life that evolved. Here we go. Laid on your shoulders. Maybe somebody else should do it. I wish someone else would take this on. Yeah, I, I, me too. Can't somebody else take the responsibility? Why does it have to be me? You're the one, Neo. <laughs> you are the one, Neo. I'm, I'm today, I'm your Middle Eastern Morpheus. And I'm gonna encourage you to find a Morpheus to continue your journey back into reconnecting with yourself. I just wanted to say super duper grateful uh, that you're here and um, let's, you know, let's begin <laughs> where actually let's begin by having you write in, where are you signing in from? Where are you signing in from? Because where, and I want you to look and see how you are now part of a global conversation and you belong by the way. Can you see the fact is if you're here, you you belong if you're here you belong here so if you have this little voice in your head saying i don't belong just know that that's your old world that's your old woundings and that feeling of i don't belong does anyone here wonder when they go places do i belong here do i belong here does anyone ever experience that that's a familiar feeling that comes deep in your unconscious, this not belonging, even though it's not necessarily true, it's true in my body. And then I'm going to take it with me wherever I go and then go, oh, I don't belong here. Oh, I don't belong here. And then I realize that that feeling came from inside of me and I'm projecting it everywhere. All right. So just look at where everybody's look at where everybody's from vietnam good morning vietnam i always say that because <laughs> it is morning vietnam <laughs> victoria bc Woo! yay we have a few people at seattle <laughs> i rarely feel like i belong does anyone else re look at what layla just said leela just said does anyone feel that way i rarely feel like i belong so you're here if you are in this container right now and this do i belong comes up guess what? It's probably from school where if you were like racially different, you had a kind of a racial difference. I don't belong. Me? Oh, I know the I don't belong. I, I, I'm a, I'm a Baha'i from Iran that was heavily oppressed. They tortured and killed and still are uh, people of my faith growing up, right? And so coming you know, that's, that's in my parents' body. That's in my parents, parents, parents' body. And boom. So this, I don't belong oppression comes in. So I'm going to react to the current environment. If I'm experiencing an oppression in somehow, in some form, if I feel oppressed, right. 
guess what? This is the proof that your past is always in your present. And I, I want you to really get this so that you can kind of open your heart to it. If I have that oppression in my past and I am a chiropractor in Puerto Rico and all of us, and I don't, I choose to not get the vaccine and all of a sudden the government says you have to get it or you lose your license. Now, this isn't a debate whether you agree or disagree. Whatever you feel you're absolutely right for, I'm not going to judge you. But let me point you into the direction of that chiropractor who, what do you think is going on in their nervous system then in that moment? Whether you feel they're right or wrong doesn't really matter, but that's oppression all over again. So as we go, that's why this conversation is more important now than ever, because as you're going through this unknown with this pandemic, which is now kind of turning more into an endemic, it's like, it's not going to go away. Like it's part of us. Like we have to kind of live with it and carry on with our lives with this thing, with this virus, right? It's, it's called an endemic now. <laughs> so it's no longer a pandemic. It's now got, we got kind of got a herd immunity going and it's just going to be like a flu and we're going to have to deal with it. So it's not going to be going away, but however way you're approaching this endemic in this moment has very little to do with this moment. Okay. Can you see the screen or no? Let me put it up again has everything to do with, has nothing to do with this moment. You can see that. Give me a, th a thumbs up if you can see it. Okay, good. So you're here because, well, chances are you're disconnected. And this is a very powerful modality to help reconnect you back into yourself. And so really it's time for you to look at why you're specifically here. What led you? whether you heard me on Clubhouse, you got an email, you saw a video, there's something that led you to be here, especially if this is your first time. If you're in this conversation, you're kind of like in the community and you're here for your regular monthly training. What have you been carrying lately in your body based on the conflicts and the attachment and Dis disconnection, attachment, and loss, what have you been carrying that you'd like to work through? Go ahead and write it in the chat box. <clears throat> the adopted one. Only blonde one in a family of eight. Ouch, Corey. Yes, I feel you. And now, hopefully, Corey, I know when you started a few months back, you probably had that I don't belong feeling, but I guarantee you that you now found a place of belonging even though that's still I don't belong shit, it's going to come up. <laughs> is that true? <laughs> but you are totally, this is, your, this is your people, right? Most of the people here have had stories like that of some sort of an attachment trauma that they're working through and is manifesting in your life. So go ahead and write what's happening. Keith, Keith and I went to chiropractic school together. So when I saw him sign up and send a message, I was just like, bro, it is an honor to, to hold space for you as a chiropractor in Australia. Gee, there's no stress going on for you guys down there. Fuck. <laughs> Big time. Regularly triggered by my children's behavior. Ooh, Keith. Does, are any kids, are, are, are any parents here? Can any of them relate to Keith? Show of hands where you're regularly triggered by your... Uh, <laughs> I feel that, Keith. Oh, yes. Just show, show Keith some love for a minute. How many here... 
are regularly, maybe a little bit more than you'd like to admit. Oh, I guarantee you, I trigger the fuck out of my parents. <laughs> and I, I guarantee you, I trigger them. <laughs> my poor parents. Closes, it, it caused a lot of guilt. Susie, triggered by my husband's rage and disconnect. Okay, beautiful. Susie, I'm so grateful you're here. I remember your share on Clubhouse, and I was hoping that you'd take that leap and start digging in. To heal my anxious attachment, abandonment wounds. Yes, Jenny. Sepide. Woo-hoo. I love the Persians. The Persians, I'm like, oh, I know your trauma. You're Persian. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Don't get me started on Persian trauma. In in terms of intercultural, intergenerational trauma, Persians have this thing in in our culture called taruf. Taruf is kind of pretend nice. It's it's nice. It's... um, Abandon myself to get approval from you by offering you what I don't have and saying no when I really want to say yes. And that is what's taught to us. So is it a wonder why every Persian I meet, I'm just like, fuck, I totally, I see you. (laughs) Totally. Confusion about who I am. Perfect. Perfect. Triggered into freeze mode at work when I don't know the answer and recent breakdown. Wanted to be there for myself and trust myself. Yes, Jess. Awesome. <clears throat> well, most of the time when people are coming into this work, usually it's the same thing. And let me know if you can resonate with any of these. Say, yes, I resonate in the chat box. Relationship gets stuck. You're noticing repeating patterns like the same argument happening again and again and again. You're fa- finding chronic health issues, namely anxiety. The health issues that you're having digestion and hormonal guaranteed they begin with an anxious sympathetic state like i'm not safe i'm not safe and that lack of safety that stored survival stress which is what anxiety is usually will lead us down a rabbit hole where other things start to you know not work and then we have a pill for all of those things except this is about going upstream to the nervous system stored biological stress and teaching you how to release it from your body that's the key chronic fatigue uh yes to anxiety back pain okay cool cool dina i'm so glad you're here anais looking for peace of mind and body find back trust in me yes that's really what it's about anxious all the time committed to my greatest version moving to costa rica which creates excitement and nerve leaning in yes it's kind of like just it's i want you to look at this as it's like you're doing a nice flexibility and stretch session to help you cope with life to not because to make life easier but to make you easier with life (laughs) it's such a great quote my god Part of me is a little bit angry that I didn't come up with it, and I have to keep attributing it it to Kim. That's true. I'm just telling the truth. Kim, sorry. (laughs) I was like, why couldn't I have come up with that and then taken full credit? I would have sounded a lot more smarter. (laughs) I love you. I love you, Kim. Disconnected from purpose. Ah. Everybody says that. Why? Dr. Ema, I feel so disconnected from purpose. I feel my health issues. Wow. Tell me what your relationships are like. Well, I'm constantly finding myself hypervigilant and needy and pleasing, 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 being the pleaser all the time, just trying to not, not, not voicing my opinions, not setting boundaries, just being walked all over, fixing, fixing, giving, 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 giving. I don't know who I am anymore. Does that resonate with anybody? 
I don't feel worthy. I don't feel valuable. I think that there's something wrong with me and I can't be around other people because I, I'm an empath. I take on all their fam, all their emotions. I'm very special. I'm an empath. I take on everybody's emotions. Well, yes, yeah, it's called, it's a developmental trauma. You know, I've become way more empathic since I've healed my trauma and it's become more conscious empathy because I can feel you. And yet, once you do the work, you can empathize with someone without abandoning yourself, without exhausting yourself, with being able to say no. Yeah, I, I'm there for you. I feel you. And I'm not going to do it at the cost of, of me and my health. Ooh, that's uncomfortable to do at first because we're conditioned that we have to look after other people. Otherwise, we're being selfish. Ooh, that comes up a lot, doesn't it? Ooh, especially now in today's choices that you make. Well, guess what? That comes from enmeshment trauma. Every time somebody will point a finger and say, oh, you're not being a good person, boom, my enmeshment trauma will come up. It'll bring me back to when my mother is like, this is for the good of the family. Think about us and abandon yourself to think about us and it'll come up. And so whether that's right or wrong, it's just what happens in my body when I'm struggling with this enmeshment trauma this inability to have a boundary between me and you. And guess what? I get into relationships with women with that going on. How do you think that worked out for me? <laughs> when I made her emotions mine and if her, she was sad, I couldn't be okay with myself. Ooh, I'd have to fix it. And she didn't want to be fixed. She just wanted to be seen. And I thought that I was failing. And I was like, why? Because every time a, a, a partner is unhappy, that means that I'm a failure. Guess what? I just described what enmeshment looks like in a relationship. Does this resonate with anybody? Is this triggering anyone? I hope so. Because that means that your body is telling you that something is coming to be activated for you to heal. Right? Should I stay or go? <clears throat> this will come up. Some of you, I know for a fact, you're separated right now. Great time to finally wake the fuck up and connect to yourself and realize how unconsciously enmeshed you've been. That's what happened to me. That's where I, that's how I came up, came up with this. You don't come into this work when you're riding the gravy train and everything's great. You come in when you're feeling crisis and going, I want answers and I want to find that from within. Is this resonating with you? So why are you here? I want you to set an intention. And if anyone wants to share, this is a perfect time. You just go ahead. You write share in the chat box. If you want to do kind of a share or a question that comes up, just know that you belong. Set that intention. Whoever would like to share. Enmeshment trauma with my daughter. Leela said that. Exactly. This is what I'm hoping for you to get is that, oh, my God, I have enmeshment. Yes, welcome. There's nothing wrong with you. That's a developmental trauma, Leela that you got unconsciously from your enmeshment trauma with your mother because you were enmeshed with her. And now how you, how you were parented is how you parent, not because you're a bad parent, but because you're born into a fishbowl with dirty water. You are a fish. It, born into a fishbowl that's completely fucking polluted because your parents were born into the dirty fish bowl as well. You're just, but you think it's normal. You're like, I thought that's what love is to be ignored, to be abused, to be hit. I thought that that's, that's what 
that's what lo- that's that's what you do for love and so it becomes normalized in my body and then i go seeking relationships and partners that mimic and recreate those experiences in that fish pond of dirty water not realizing that if i want to create a new aquarium with fresh water i got to work through and wake up to the fact and unplug from the matrix and realize i i was born into that trauma from parents that were at the effect of their traumas and i don't want to pass this on to my kid i don't this is too important to me in fact I asked you why you're here. Well, why I'm here is this little fucker. (laughs) Today, he just turned 11 months. This is not a picture of him at 11 months, but this is him today. I can't believe it. But I'm so bloody grateful that I can hmm, have an opportunity to teach that teach him this so that he doesn't have to grow up thinking that his desires are not are are invalid that his emotions are wrong that his dreams are uh too far out of his reach i don't want him to experience that and so um i'm here because i want to create a magical experience and the more i take responsibility for all of the unresolved stuff that i brought to my relationship with him and just take responsibility for that part then the the safer that he feels with me and when i'm older that he'll want to spend time with me that he'll want to feel like he wants connection with me because he felt so heard and understood and he knew that his dad had his back and um emotionally and he had his he can he can come to to know that i really helped teach him how to meet his own emotional needs how to how to get his emotional needs met and teach him how to become an independent sovereign free thinking uh uh integrated powerful contributor to this world you know i did pass it on to my children they are screwed up well So I just wanted to let you know, I'm so touched that you're here because I get to share this with you guys. You know, this is so important to me. Hopefully you can feel that. I'd love to hear if anyone wanted to share, go ahead and write share. Does anyone want to share what your biggest takeaway is? You know, what is, what is your biggest takeaway? Who would like to share? I'd love to hear it. Dimitri, I'm so glad you're here, man. Those of you who jump in um, uh, into Clubhouse and then ask questions, uh, most, I would say nine out of 10 who ask the questions just want to be heard and, and have tell their story. And then the 10% are like really like curious seekers who want to do the work rather than just be validated. And so how do I know? Because they actually show up because it's the same, same, uh, same medicine for all of us <laughs> the met this is the cool part about this is no matter what you came in with the medicine for all of us is the exact same which is a connection with myself it, 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 a reconnection with that self that i disconnected with through that that attachment wound right who would like to share i'd love to hear it Susie. whoa wait for, hold on who before who is there okay amy b and Susie o yeah 
Amy. Hi. Hi, Dr. Nima. Hey, welcome. I'm excited to be here. Thank you um, for doing this. Um, so they say that if you have had so many childhood traumas that you are sort of set up to be codependent, enmeshed, um, autoimmune situations. Um, I had a whole white, like they have the, they have a scale for you to measure how many adverse childhood experiences you've had yeah. on a big level. Yeah. I'm off this chart. And so I'm like, I, I, and I've been doing a lot of work, a lot of work, but what you talk about, about needing to actually move it through your body, that resonates with me. And so I'm really here just to, just to keep doing the work on a whole new level. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that on a whole new level, because first and foremost, I want you, if anyone here can resonate with, um, with Amy, put your hand up. You're like, holy fuck, where do I even bother? Like, why do I even bother? Like, this is never gonna fucking end. Like, this is exhausting. I've been doing so much. Could you, could we fuck, could we just, like, could I just, can you fuck it, please? I've, huh, I mean, you guys can get that. I got that energy <laughs> off you. I totally, am I correct? Am I, did I get your sentiments? <laughs> yep. Okay, good. I see you. Is <laughs> what I'm saying is I see you, right? Because I felt that too after my last breakdown in my relationship. I was like, kind of like at ground zero a few years ago. And I said, I am so fucking tired of this. Like, how much work do I have to do? And that's before I went into this work. And when I jumped in, it was like a whole new portal opened. And I realized that I just, the work is endless because the work really is becoming consciously aware be, uh, from unconscious to conscious, from unconscious to aware, from unconscious. And so please, please do not minimize all you've learned from the work that you've done thus far. Yes or yes. Can I get yes. a fucking hell yes? If you don't want to say fuck or that trees, that's fine. But can I get a hell yes? Of a fucking hell yes. Can you? Okay, so Amy, I yeah. want you to literally put your hand and tap it on the back. You're talking about somatic work. Just go, I'm so proud of you for all you've already learned thus far. You too, Dimitri, because I know you are, you've been, you've, Dimitri's smiling right now because he's like, oh man, I see that. <laughs> if anybody else can resonate with Dimitri and Amy, I want you to do this. Those, everybody in our programs, you got to do this right now. Right now, I want you to literally put your hands, kind of like start massaging your traps as though you're massaging your lover that you absolutely love. Do it right now. Exactly, with both hands and just be like, take some breaths and just be like, I'm so fucking proud of what you've learned thus far. It got you here. Probably wouldn't have survived without it. And the lessons you've learned were exactly what you needed, even though it didn't feel so good going at, at the time. But you're here, so you made it. Start massaging the traps. Notice if you're yawning or some energy releasing. <clears throat> and then kind of like tell that, that alarmed little child part of you that, you know, you're just at your next level. You're here to go deeper. You're here to actually deeper, deepen your knowledge of yourself with respect to your purpose on this earth. Deepen your love and understanding of yourself. 
because I guarantee you after today, you're going to reach a new level of understanding for yourself that you never have. And right now, the little kind of, what's that little bump, that little obstacle that you're experiencing right now is is your invitation to go back inside to ground and gather the resources for your next transformation, for your next iteration, for your next level. And we will be doing this forever. So we might as well like find a group of people to do this with and let's fucking have some fun along the ride. Because we're all like going through, no matter what your politics are, you're going through the same alarm in your body. It's the same nervous system. Just we're all we're all the same at the effect for, with this fishbowl. So let's create a new fishbowl, a new aquarium of our own design, this second half of life. That's really what you're here to, to, to learn. So beautiful. Thank you for that, Amy. Susie, yeah, let's hear from you. Hi, thank in. you so much, Dr. Nima. Yeah. For me, like I, I, I want <laughs> already emotional. Good, bring it. I want to stop pointing fingers. I want to embody the healing, and I, I want to not just do it, but I want to be it. And I want to be that. And by being that, I feel like I can just create that all around me when I truly embody it. And 100%. I get to do the work. Beautiful. Beautiful. I love that. Cause Susie, you came on, 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 um, uh, on clubhouse and you were really, you going through a challenge with your husband. You were very vulnerable with your share and your language kept pointing to, he's got to do the work. He's got to do the work. He's got to do the work. So I really commend you for really listening to the guidance. When I said, Susie, this is like weight loss. He, he, you can't force somebody to lose weight. You can't make them. In fact, the more you push them, the more invalidated they feel. Notice how defensive people get, even though you say, hey, you should come do this with me. What they, if they're not ready, their ego defenses show up. And what they say is what they, their child, which is protecting the wounded child that says, that says, what am I not good enough? And that's not your, that wasn't your intention. Your intention was to connect. And my coaching for all people who are in that situation is connect with yourself first. Do not make your self-connection dependent on if your husband or wife is doing this with you. You've been listening to the Trigger Proof podcast designed to teach you the most important skill necessary for a dramatically changing world, which is nervous system regulation, becoming trigger proof doesn't mean trigger less. It means learning how to regulate ourselves to bring us back to center so that we can then be governed by our purpose rather than from our wounds. Anytime there's reactivity, there's a wound. And if you're curious and inspired to learn more, join us at Breathwork and Badassery or the Overview Experience and a combination of both actually helps you do the work. There's a difference between listening to a podcast 
and actually showing up live and doing the work with a badass community who's all about breaking cycles of intergenerational trauma. It didn't start with you, but it can end with you if you're willing to do the work. See you at the next perfect time. Or your child is doing this with you because it's, it's, it's kind of like forcing your religion on somebody. You know, it's like we, we know, we know for a fact that it doesn't feel comfortable when somebody who is forcing uh, their faith on you, whereas it says in their faith that by their love, you'll know them, you know? So it, I love what you said, which was embodying it instead of forcing it on people so that it comes through who you are, that who you are becomes the billboard, <laughs> You know, I remember it was three years ago and I went through this breakdown with my last relationship. And I, I want to give, give some love to those of you who are still here while you were witnessing me go through that. There's a few people here that you were, that you were there while I was literally in the fucking pit of all of that. Um, but I remember coming out and just dusting myself off and then looking in the mirror and saying that That I wanted to be a living example of what I'm teaching. And I didn't want to be pretending anymore. And that I'm doing this so that I can look in the mirror and not for to get a relationship. I was gone through a breakup, not to get a relationship, not to fill my fill my cup externally, but to actually be a living, walking example of what I'm teaching. And so you brought up, brought up something for me, Susie, with your share, because I remembered when I felt the same way you were feeling. <laughs> it feels so shameful. You know, it feels like, okay, I don't want to point the finger. I'm tired of playing the victim. I want to, I want to live it. I want to live in such a way where I don't have to advertise that I've been working out. <laughs> It's just, wow, Nima, nice ass. You got, you got a nice hard ass going on. Yeah, thanks. You must have been working out maybe a little bit. <laughs> That's how this work will work. You won't have to tell anybody, but they will say to you, wow, you've shifted. I, double take, whoa. It's because you're not doing it so that they, somebody else will do it with you. You're doing it because of the relationship of reconnection with yourself. And that is the reward, the end period. That will might take a while for you, but it will, it will, as you do this more and more, don't expect it to be done by today. You will have an opportunity in your emails to apply, to go deeper with us. We don't just take everybody because we know if you weren't, if you haven't been noticed being on Clubhouse the last little while, not everyone's ready for this work. In fact, some people find what we're about to do, the idea of taking responsibility for your side of the street, invalidating and abusive, as one, one person called me on, on Clubhouse for suggesting that, I don't know, Dimitri, if you were there, I know JJ was there on that call, Christina, you were there, um, but it really is evident that not everyone's ready. So we've had to come up with some uh, barriers and boundaries around our energy and, and, and just know that not everyone's ready. And there's a, there's a coach or there's a group or there's a therapist for everybody. And I'm not everybody's cup of tea and I'm okay with that. But the ones that feel it, 
you'll know. There'll be this inner voice. It'll be scary, but there'll be this inner pull. I'm asking you to obey that today. That's all I'm asking you to do. Right. Beautiful. Uh, Corey said, I saw someone yesterday who I haven't seen in months, and he said, wow, you look great. So relax. Yeah, that's the feedback people will get because we're healing our nervous system traumas. Beautiful, beautiful. Good stuff. Does anyone uh, else want to share? So thank you, Susie. I want to send you love for your vulnerability and that you were coachable. It tells me like whenever I have that interaction that I had with you with people, nine out of 10 run the other way. You showed up. So mad respect to you and anyone else who does this work because it's not easy. So that's who I'm doing this for myself first and the fact that I want to create a secure attachment. And the greatest thing that I can give to my son is what I realized. The greatest experience I can give to my son is a mother who feels in her heart connected and full, feels full of love. So the more love I pour into my wife with our secure attachment, it will impact my son as she breastfeeds. I know energetically it comes through. And so you'll see Dominic in a lot of my videos on social media, or if you follow me on Instagram and you'll see him in my stories, I'm obsessed with him. You'll see him smiling a lot. And that's because she's smiling a lot and she's in her heart. And that's because she's committed to taking full ownership of her own nervous system. And I'm committed to having her be as regulated as possible and maintaining a secure attachment. And when we have arguments, which we do, we have conflict, we repair them in very inspiring ways. And the repair of these ruptures cause us to be even stronger, cause us to be even stronger. In fact, there's a really neat, I want to show you, there's a really neat thing called um, uh, Sashiko Mending. Some of you don't know what this is. Uh, I wanted to show you what this Sashiko Mending. All right, this is it. I'm going to, there's a thing I didn't even realize. Somebody sh shared with me, uh, Sashiko Mending. Looking it up, I'm going to, I'm going to Google it for a moment. Give me a second here. I'll show it to you right here. And here it is. It's a type of, it's a type of, let me show you. Perfect. It's a type of uh, mending. I'm going to show you right here that whenever you have a rip, you guys can see this little picture here. Give me a thumbs up if you can because this thing's been, whenever you have a, a tear, a, frac, a, a rupture, an argument, let's say, with somebody, usually the conflict means de destruction and devastation. However, if you do this work and master this work of repairing the rupture within yourself, which is what we're practicing today, some of you will do it for the first time. So your mending skills aren't going to be that great. So if I took up Sashiko mending today, how do you think I'm going to do? I'm going to probably suck at it. So if today's your first time and it's not like this perfect, it's okay. No problem. Most of us suck when we first start. So just give yourself permission to suck. I want to actually, those are your first time right in. I give myself permission to suck and not get it today. 
seriously, it's very liberating. Write it. I want you to write it because then it gets into your somatics. I give myself permit. Even if you've been doing this several times, I give myself permission to just fucking be disconnected. <laughs> just be disconnected. And what we're doing here is we're doing this type of mending where the actual fabric is stronger than before it even ripped. In other words, you can have like our son is 11 months old. So we've had, if you, you know, if you just had a baby, you know that it, it's taxing on a couple because you're not sleeping. It's not fun all the time. So we've gotten into conflict, but the way that we've repaired them because of this work, my relationship with her is stronger now in the midst of a pandemic or at the end of one in a pandemic, which wherever we're at with it, having a child. In other words, your conflicts can actually make the relationship stronger rather than something to break you down. If we don't learn that skill, if I didn't learn that skill, I knew that I would not be able to have a secure relationship. It's a very valuable skill to learn. Not only am I the president, I'm also a client. I'm teaching this because I need it at the most. Hey, Bella. Hi, Bella. I see you. So this is really what it's all about. Um, I give myself permission to suck at this. Yes. How liberating that is. <laughs> like when I tried to meditate my first time. Oh, my God, Trevor. <laughs> what is this meditation stuff? Trevor, can you just share that experience just quickly, like a, a two-minuter of how we met and what you how you sucked at the meditation and what you discovered and how, where your relationship was and where you guys are now? Wow, you're in Costa Rica. My head, my heart's going to freaking explode. <laughs> well, we're not in Costa Rica yet, but um, it's in the vision and it's already happening. But yeah, the summarized version was uh, the first time that we talked, I came to you to fix my life, right? And you've kind of already alluded to why that's not how this works. <laughs> and the, the first experience that I had in the weekend with you, uh, there was a meditation that was a part of it. And at that time, I was just telling myself a story that I couldn't settle my brain down enough to actually meditate or to just become still and, you know just be. And I found myself just looking around the room. So that was two years ago. And I, I'm not going to lie. I still, you know, kind of struggle with it, but that's part of the reason why I'm here is to just Practice. continuously work, just keep practicing. Exactly. Beautiful. Well, not only did your wife um, help heal her own attachment traumas, you did too. That was the beauty of it. You took on the work and you took on the responsibility and it wasn't easy. And now you guys have a thriving business and you've decided to move and now two children later. Um, and it's really cool to see, you know, two entrepreneurs raising kids and surviving and being stronger now rather than having it unravel. You guys were literally at the point of collapse. So, so cool to, uh, and you were so pivotal and helpful in me re kind of reemerging back into my, um, into my, um, uh, into working again, you guys who are in my program and you see the modules, you guys know the modules that you guys see. Many of them were recorded in, um, in Trevor's office. So that's <laughs> a little, little connection there. So big love. I just wanted to say, and I right. love supporting my friends and colleagues and especially if you take care of other people. Yeah. You want to say something? 
Yeah, I just wanted to uh, just acknowledge you for that, though, too, because you mentioned it, but you've done the work yourself to be the example for other people. And I think everybody that's here, um, maybe meeting you for the first time, I can tell you I've known Nima only for a couple of years now, but the person that he was back then is a different person than today. And I think it comes through in just even in the first 55 minutes of how you're leading this. So I'm proud of you, man. Love you, bro. Thank you.